Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! Hi, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have all your NBA playoff needs. LSU is about to start the baseball regionals. Uh, 136. Number one team in America. Right. If they, uh, if they, if as long as they win, they're fine. They don't have a third starter. But uh, the Pelican House, go there. You can even watch LSU softball. They're like got a re- super regional, so go there and watch that. Um, you know, if the Saints televised minicamp, you could go there. Uh, so the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Um, it, it's the dregs of the offseason. We'll get to the Saints uh, draft, and they have actually some, a little bit of Saints news today. But we're going to start today. Roger Goodell dropped the ginger hammer on the Patriots. Now, my only thing, Dave, with this, and I'll let you go, is the Saints' punishment was ridiculous for Bounty Gate. So I don't like the NFL to continue to go down the road of escalating the ridiculous punishment for stupid crap, and they did it with New England. So – that like Brady got suspended and they didn't punish punish Belichick, but like like that the New England that Brady got four games that they lost a first round pick and a fourth round pick like it doesn't make 2012 better. I'm tired of the Goodell ridiculousness. What was your take on the Brady situation? Well, admittedly, I was surprised uh, that the punishment was as harsh as it was. I, I think we all thought nothing was going to happen to Brady and, and maybe the team would be fined and, you know, maybe they'd lose some late round draft pick or draft something like that. surprised me. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, first round is, was a shocker. Yeah, first, I thought. Boy, that's steep, man. That's the, Yeah. That yes. Part. I mean, you know, that, that definitely surprises me. And, and the four games for Tom Brady, that surprises me, too. So in a sense, I'm I'm happy to see, uh, you know, Goodell, uh, you know, lay lay the hammer on him, um, not necessarily as, as much as he did with the Saints, but a pretty good bit, and I think more than most of us were expecting. Um, you know, what's probably going to happen is, you know, they'll they'll go through the appeals process, and the whole thing will be argued down, and Brady Choo-choo. will only get like two games or something like that, and, which is what he deserves, I think. 
Well, you know, regardless, but I mean, so that's probably what's going to end up happening. So, so we'll, have to, we'll have to listen to this for the whole, you know, for the rest of the summer and, and have to follow the whole appeals process and all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I, I think what I think what most people are upset about, Saints fans are upset about, and what Kevin wrote on, on Canal Street Chronicles this afternoon, you know, and I think you guys were discussing it when I called in, yeah. you have... You know, Sean Payton technically had no real involvement with the uh, pay for performance system that Greg Williams was running, but he was suspended an entire year um, just because, you know, he was the coach and it was on his watch. And basically because he said, we got to get our ducks in a row, which I thought about today in a meeting. I actually said something similar. I was like, we got to get organized. We got to get everything, our ducks in a row, like that exact thing. And that was a big reason why he was incriminated because the the NFL spun it like he was lying, Andrew, but you could say well, – Or that he was orchestrating some sort of cover-up. But uh, the bottom line is Sean, the, the quote, the famous quote by Goodell, which Saints fans all know by heart by now, is that ignorance is no excuse. And uh, essentially that same line for Bill Belichick, ignorance, was what got him exonerated. Yeah, and the the coach who knows everything knew nothing. I, I just right think the hypocrisy with this, and, and yeah, you've made the point all along, Ralph, that the stupidity of this punishment for the Saints shouldn't make Saints fans root for another stupid punishment. In other words, we, we shouldn't be rooting for the demise of another NFL team simply because the Saints were treated unfairly with Bounty Gate, and I agree with you there. But for me, from a purely from a consistency standpoint, um, it's frustrating to watch a guy like Goodell uh, completely completely haphazard punish on a whim with little evidence and no consistency. And 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 to me, it's just once again a complete failure on his part. It's not that I want Bill Belichick punished. It's that from a consistency point of view, you look at Sean Payton. Ignorance is no excuse. He gets a year. Ignorance means exoneration for Bill Belichick. It, it, to me, that's just absurd. If you look at both cases in isolation, um, there's a there there's a precedent set. Bill Belichick has to be at suspended. Least, he has least, to be. At least the media, at least the media won. Dave, well, well, when Goodell cl- crawls out of his hole or whatever, they'll ask him that question about Sean Payton, so he'll have to answer it, which at least is something. But a secondary thing that I thought about well, but the, the, the the thing that makes it more egregious, I think, is that Bill Belichick is a coach who's gotten in trouble with the league before. Yeah. Let's look at Spygate. I mean, he, he has a record already. Uh, you know, Sean Payton, that was really I mean, he, he had done a few obnoxious things to the league as like a little screw you to the league. Not not to mention in the playoffs this year, skirting the law of the rule with the uh, tackle eligible. Yeah, rushing I mean, to the line of scrimmage before well, I mean, that's, that, well, defenses whatever. were that's, set. That's that's fine because that was in the rules. But 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 regardless, I mean, Belichick. But didn't they got... didn't they quickly change something they the did. following week? They they did tweak it at the following week. Some I forgot what exactly well, they did. Whatever that that's that's just Belichick being smart, and you know that's like going into into a casino to play blackjack and counting cards. You know the 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 the. The casino may not like it, and they may kick you out. But you're really not breaking the rules. You're 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 playing within the you know the fairness of the game. So I, I have no problem with that. But the point is, is that Belichick has already 
been a bad boy in this league. He's already gotten in trouble. He's already gotten the Patriots in trouble. He's already got a history, a record of all this, uh, and he's gotten away, you know, out of this whole situation. When Peyton, who was, uh, you know, this was his first Bounty Gate was his first real offense, and again, he really wasn't even directly involved uh, and got a year. So it just makes the situation worse, I think, in the fact that there is zero consistency, what? and uh, and 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 Belichick gets off scot free. Andrew, one thing that I, when I was driving home, I thought of, and it's, it's the silver lining for the Saints fans, is that before people, went, when they didn't pay attention to Bounty Gate, they were like, oh, the Saints cheated, they are killing players, and blah, 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 blah. But now, when you add up Ray Rice and the punishment that Goodell's given out, and you combine it with uh, this, I think people now view Goodell as ridiculous. And as a Saints fan, I used to... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. ...not be able to convince people that the Saints were innocent or Goodell was full of crap for Bounty Gate, but today when I was talking to people when the, when the Brady thing came down, they were like, oh yeah, but Goodell, he's, he's incompetent. Like So at least... As you stack these things on Goodell, making him look more and more inconsistent and incompetent, it makes Bounty Gate at least look less to fans, which is a good thing for the Saints. Not much, but a little bit of a good thing, right? Yeah, no, I think on some level, you talk to other fans of other teams, and for a while there, uh, there was just assumed guilt, you know, that the Saints were cheaters, etc. And so, yeah, I do think over time, uh, people are forgetting maybe the details a little bit and they're remembering that Goodell has, you know, got a history now of, of, of handling things poorly. So uh, I think it's definitely the needles kind of pointing in that direction. Well, Andrew, you mentioned, but before we started the show, we were talking about how, and you mentioned it before, how Goodell is just completely inconsistent and he doesn't have any integrity. I think he's a liar. I think he's all over the place, but I would have more respect for Goodell if when he would do these punishments, if he would say, look, Tom Brady, he cheated, he inflated balls, so he has to spin the wheel of punishment. And we're going to do it live on the NFL Network, and he's got to spin the wheel. (laughs) It's got 16 numbers on it. Whatever number comes up, that's what he gets suspended. That's what you get for cheating. And he would spin the wheel, and it would be like, oh, four games, Tom, tough break. And then they have to spin the draft pick wheel, and Goodell can decide arbitrarily you got to spin the draft wheel draft pick wheel twice and maybe it comes up a seventh round or maybe it comes up two first rounders but at least then it's like fun we can watch it we oh can my talk. god that would be amazing 
entertainment. That would you you would the best thing you could do at like the draft would be like the anti-draft. You could have like the Patriots at their facility with like four, with like four thousand people watching, and Kraft come out drunk and have to spin the draft wheel. Man, you'd be if you were a Patriots. This would this would be like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. You people would literally spend a hundred dollars pay per view to watch this event where oh. Another team's in trouble. They gotta spin the wheel of misfortune. I don't know. Oh if I'd man! Pay, I don't know if I'd pay a hundred dollars to watch another team. I, how much would Dave? How much would you pay to watch the wheel, the wheel of punishment, on the NFL Network? <laughs> if it was Atlanta, um, how much would you pay? Like if Atlanta had to spin the wheel of punishment for their for their pumping in sound, how much would you pay? How much would you pay? You mean like if it was like a pay per view event? Yeah, if it was like pay per view, like how I'd much would you pay? Like a hundred bucks, I'd say. To watch Dimitrov or Blank spin the wheel? Yeah, I would watch like I'd pay like a hundred bucks. Uh, uh, Andrew, party. If Dimitrov and Blank, as long as it's not like some. Fifth party, you know, Atlanta staffer that I've never oh, seen or heard of before. Yeah. If they have to make blank with his smug look, go up there and <laughs> spin, the, spin, spin the wheel of punishment, and then it lands on a first round just to see his face <laughs> when, when uh, the punishment hits. No, because uh, if you, the wheel of punishment, like the owner's got to spin it. Like that, that adds right. extra shame. No, no, but but I think the entertainment value is really in the reaction once it hits. You know, what <laughs> once it dawns on him. What the punishment is, you get that immediate visceral re- reaction, you know, that's, you know, without any sort of fake, you know, text that that's, they just write out after the lawyers have reviewed it 50 times. Or yeah, whatever. and would you, if you did the Wheel of Punishment, Dave, would it be like the price is right where it has to go around a full time or you automatically get Dr. <laughs> pick? <laughs> So so it's going to be like one of those big giant wheels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like oh. a or you could do it you could you could have the I, I like the wheel. You could have it like um Now is get off scot free one of the options? Yeah. 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 To keep yeah. cuz then I feel like the fans, the Atlanta Falcons fans, you know, it's kind of like kind of like the NBA and winning the lottery like yeah, you're probably going to get the last pick, but there's that ping pong's chance that those two ping pong balls out of a thousand that you'll get the first pick yeah. overall. No, no, you guys. Is you Ryan gotta... Seacrest going to be hosting this? I don't That's know. Good who, call. Who, who do you? Who do you? You gotta. Ha- do you, do you have a like an entertainment person? Or do you have like a like a sports person? Hosting? Oh, I think you have both. You have a sports guy that does color, and then you have an entertainment. And person. then you need Carson Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that would make the Wheel of Punishment really fun is you like. Like if they got off scot free, then the talking heads could just argue it and be so depressed, or they could be like, "Oh, the wheel of the wheel of punishment is he got suspended for a year. That's no way to dole out discipline, you know." Like hey, See, wait, maybe in, maybe that, maybe that gets the, the fans of the team interested because you know, look at Bounty Gate. If if Sean Payton spins the wheel and then he lands on the one block that says you get off scot free, they would have been second lining down St. Charles. Right. Oh, yeah, and, like, Brady, when he spins the Wheel of Punishment, like, the other AFC East teams, like, my wife, if he got, like, if it landed on, like, 10, she would be pumped, you know? <laughs> so, but um, but all, all joking aside, I mean, I, I think this is the exact same thing as pine tar with baseball. I mean, it, there, there's – seriously, there's no difference. I mean, you're it, it's the same thing. You're compromising equipment uh, to, to gain a, a boost in performance, and – what happens in baseball? You get suspended. You get you get kicked out of the game. So it, it caught Brady in game that he should have been ejected. And 
beyond that, I, I think it should be, you know, I, I think baseball does no more than 10 games. So it's five to 10 if, games. It's like, I would say one to two games max is what he should be suspended. Max. Dave, if this wasn't New England, if this would, if this, I'm trying to think of a, just a random playoff team. If this was, if this was the Cincinnati Bengals, if the Cincinnati Bengals had done Nobody this. Nobody cares. If Nobody Andy cares. Dalton does this in a playoff game, that they, win, that Cincinnati wins, does, 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 do they get this? Uh, no, probably not. I, because I don't feel like the, I don't feel like they would draw as great, uh, you know, as, as as I don't think they would draw the media attention that a franchise like the Patriots draws. And I think the more media that the that the issue gets, then the more pressure that puts on the NFL and Goodell um, to make a correct decision and 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 you know and to be tough and to be diligent. Well, and, and so I, I think that because this was the Patriots, I think that – and Tom Brady, of course. Yeah. I think that this this got way more attention than it would have if it was any other team. Now, if it was the Bengals and, the, and they actually won a playoff game for the first time in 20 years, that might be a little something. But, I mean, if it was any other team and they – you know, and, uh, and any other quarterback – and, uh, you know, if they if they won the Super Bowl, you know, it's maybe a big deal. But if it's just some random team, I, I certainly don't think it gets the media. Well, well, case in point, guys, I mean, the, the Falcons pumped crowd noise, were found guilty for two years and and they don't and, and they didn't get in trouble. And I, I, I believe the main reason why is they were awful at home during that stretch <laughs> while they were piping in crowd noise, they were losing games. And so if Atlanta had made a, a Super Bowl. Or if Atlanta had been talked about 12th man, if they had gotten the kind of press, like if the Seahawks had been caught doing the same thing after all the success they've had getting to the postseason and everyone talking about how deafening it is in their stadium, I, I think it would have gotten a lot more attention. Well, that just so goes I, to your, con- Andrew, that there's no consistency at all. There is no right because it's it's based I mean, on success. I mean, I, I I don't I don't think there's a huge difference there. Piping crowd noise or or affecting the football it still comes down to giving your team an edge doing something to boost your chances to win a game yeah it's all it's all the same I mean, you could argue maybe the football affects maybe the game directly a little bit more but mm-hmm. i don't really understand why atlanta as a team would be punished so much less than the patriots if anything the nfl is blaming see this is what's crazy to me that belichick is getting no punishment here is the the NFL is basically saying, well, we're going to punish you, Tom Brady, because you're clearly clearly the player responsible, but we're also going to punish the team because you guys are part of the organization that that Tom Brady is a part of. So you guys are going to lose draft picks, but the head coach, no, he he's good. He hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, it doesn't mean you know. Whereas with the Saints, it's like, nope, you, the head coach, the players, and and the organization. Everybody's just responsible. Losing draft picks. Every, yeah. And Mickey so Loomis, with, don't, and, don't forget Mickey Loomis got suspended eight that's games. That's right. That's right. And so, and then with the Falcons, oh. no suspensions, no GM, no coach. I mean, I, I know the guy got fired, right? and of course Roddy his name White. was Roddy White. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand how <laughs> the GM. Or whoever that guy's bosses was, how are they not getting suspended? Maiden. And then on top of that, the the team gets what, what was their penalty again? It was like a seventh round pick or something? I don't even remember. No, it was yeah. like a... Look, they were the, the Falcons got it easy because they did one thing that most teams don't. One one thing that definitely the Saints and the Patriots didn't do, and that was that they just admitted they were wrong and they just confronted Goodell and said, "Hey, all right, just hit us with what you're gonna ever get. You're gonna get." Yeah, but like I mean, Arthur Blank. 
he's 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 not the same kind of he 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 just came out and he said okay we you know they took care well, of their own investigation they they found the guy who did it they they got rid of him and they said okay yep you you got us just uh you know they, they didn't yeah, lie I, about it because that's what Goodell doesn't like it's I not don't necessarily like, the crime like, that Goodell doesn't like he doesn't like when he's lied to he or, doesn't like when you play games he like doesn't like it when you don't hand over your cell phone and text well I don't blame Brady for that like no you're not getting the phone you're not getting the cell phone. I think that I, I think that I've, I listen to a lot of talk sports radio and a lot of people out there seem to say, hey, you know what the rule should be? The rule should be if, if you don't cooperate with an NFL investigation, if you don't hand over your cell phone, then you're not going to play. And until you hand over your cell phone, then, oh, then you can play. Oh, that's ridiculous. I, why, look, hey, playing <laughs> in the NFL is a quote unquote privilege. OK, they don't have to be there. They don't have to be employed by the NFL. If you're going to be employed by this company, but, you're going to play by their rules. You're allowed to be drug tested. You should be allowed to then they can say, hey, look, that's fine. You don't want to hand over your cell phone. That's fine. But you're not going to play in our league anymore. You're, but it's that's their like, ball. And their well, they, well that, that's got to be part of a, of a uh, negotiation. Yeah, yeah bargaining would. agreement. That, I mean, I mean that would be the, – there's no way the NFLPA would agree to that. I mean, here's the thing. They're like, you're guilty of what? We don't know. Give us your phone. I'm not giving you my phone. Guilty! So it's just like I, – I, yeah. I, 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 I just – I can't – I can't stand Goodell's ridiculousness, and I can't stand the fact that people on the one hand will rip – like we'll rip them for the Saints and we'll rip them for Baltimore, but then other people will be like, yeah, they got Brady, yeah, yeah. It's like you can't pick and choose when you want Goodell to seem competent. He's either incompetent and does investigations terribly or he does it well. All hey, the evidence you know, points to that he does not do it well. I haven't I haven't checked because it's been such a long time since Bounty Gate, and I don't remember. But somebody made the comment, and I didn't look into how accurate it was. But somebody said that Anthony Hargrove, he was suspended for eight games, and basically the reason was because he didn't cooperate with the investigation. I don't remember that's, if that was true or not. Correct. That's okay. correct. Okay. So Tom Brady only got four games, and he didn't cooperate with an NFL investigation. Poor Anthony Hargrove. He Of, of everybody? Well, I think Hargrove Hargrove got eight games because they believed, and I think it ended up being Remy Iadell's voice. But at first, they oh, thought that right. they, they thought that, that they had yeah. Hargrove's voice, saying, you know, saying, "Hey, we got Favre, pay me my money." And yeah. it wasn't poor Hargrove. That ended his career because teams wouldn't sign him because he was suspended eight games, and he couldn't serve his suspension because nobody would sign him. <laughs> well, yeah, and plus the, the 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 whole thing was in limbo, so his suspension get kept getting pushed back. Yeah, so like his career was just fire. Like like everybody else, it was annoying and like yeah, Peyton lost a year and all that. But like nobody got it worse than poor Anthony Hargrove. But anyway, um, final question, and then we'll get on to Saint stuff. Andrew, the four game suspension for Brady. What's your instinct say on if it makes? The, the Patriots season, it makes it really difficult for them to make the playoffs. Well, lucky for them, they play in the AFC East, and uh, <laughs> the, the Bills and the Jets are not getting better anytime soon. I mean, the Dolphins, eh. you know, uh, yeah, eh. they, they may compete. But, you know, again, and I, I, you know, as, as much as you need to praise Brady and, and Belichick for how good they've been all these years, um, I really think part of the reason for their success is the ineptitude of their division. I mean, they've made the playoffs, I think, for like a decade in a row uh, straight. 
And a big part of that is the awful division that they compete in and just literally having no competition. I mean, you know, I, I think in any of those years, if you had put a team that was just even marginally competitive, um, you know, they, they probably there's a couple of years there where they were weaker and wouldn't have made the playoffs or, or what have you. So um, anyway, uh, I, I think they still have a pretty good chance, even four games without Brady. You know, all they really need to do, I mean, with Belichick, he can find a way to go two and two, maybe even three and one during that stretch. And then yeah. as soon as they get Brady back, smooth sailing in the AFC. What do you what? think? Do you think? What do I think about what? New England playoff chances without oh. break for a, for a month. Nah, nah, they'll probably be fine. <laughs> All right. You know, like at the very least, they'll get the wild card. They'll have to. They'll have to get a wild card. But I don't see them. I don't see any team in the AFC East beating them out. No, unfortunately, I agree. All right, now we're gonna do. We're gonna do. <laughs> Sorry fun... to your wife. Nah, well, she knows. She, she's, she's all locked. She's locked into the Astros. That's all she cares about. Um, so now me and Andrew came up with a great idea before the Brady suspension broke, and this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna redraft the Saints 2015 draft, and what I mean by that is, history tells you that when a that when a team runs an NFL draft, even teams that know what they're doing, 50% of their picks suck. And 50% are good. So we're going to redraft the Saints draft on the players where Andrew will have the first round pick, I'll have the second round pick, and Dave will have the third round pick, and we'll do it again. You pick the player that you want to have the most success, and after we pick six players, the other three are just going to end up being garbage. So, Andrew, I'll let you go. You get the first pick of the Saints 2015 draft. Who do you want or think – Who's going to be the most successful? So if I, I, I'm basically picking which one will have the most success. Yes. Correct. I'll go with uh, Holy Kikaha first overall, first pick, first round, and uh, main reason is I, I would just love to see him have a tremendous career with tons of sacks and Pro Bowls. Yeah, I'm. I'll pick. I'll pick second. I'm going to pick Pete, and I. I I thought about it going another pass rusher or going the linebacker, but here's my reasoning. Their tackles, I don't think they're less than 16 games. I think Pete's going to play. Yeah. I think he's going to have to play a lot. And if he's a second-round guy, say he's as good as John Stinchcomb, you need that a lot, I think. So my second-best guy from the draft is Andres Pete. Dave, your third. who do you select? Uh, I think y'all are crazy. I think the obvious answer here has to be quarterback Garrett Grayson simply because that's the ideal scenario is, is you draft a guy and he learns under your current Hall of Fame quarterback for a year or two and he's able to have success and step right in uh, and take the place. I mean, for, from a longevity standpoint, from a long-term success standpoint, um, I think you want Garrett Grayson to be a huge success. That's an interesting that Dave, I Andrew, I think Dave just trumped us. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of sold me on that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, um, go Fourth again pick. with yeah. Uh, I'll go Marcus Murphy. I'm hoping we get a Darren Sproles light, uh, or, or even a Darren Sproles 2.0. I'll go. I'll go old school. You don't even need Darren Sproles if he's as good as Tyrone Hughes. If you want to go old school Saints. Oh, yeah. I like that. Mel Gray. Mel, Mel Gray. That's fine. Like, if he's Tyrone Hughes and he's just – if all he does is return kicks and is really awesome at it, 
that's fine. He'll play for a decade. That's a home run of a seventh seven round pick. So I'm yep. going to go with my next PJ Williams because I'm not certain that their corners, even though they have like a dozen of them, they need a guy that can like be functionally decent. So I'm going to go PJ Wilson. I'm PJ Williams. Dave, you have the final pick. Of, of course, you just called him PJ Wilson. I did. Of course, I did. So, um, he, Dave, he literally can't even get PJ Williams right. <laughs> I changed. You saw I changed my Twitter bio to mispronouncing names. I mean, the first name is two letters. Literally two letters, and then the what last name is Williams. Maybe the most common American name in the history. Williams. It's like second to Smith. As most common name in the U.S. Uh, uh, I would go with. Um, I think you got to go with. In this spot, you got to go with Stefan Anthony. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think he has a very good chance of actually being one of the uh, better draft picks this this of this class. But um, all that hopefully. aside, as far as yeah, hopefully, as far as who I want to be successful, I think obviously we could all use a little. Uh, help at, at linebacker and with a pass rusher. Yeah, so so that would mean after this draft, Tull, Davison, and Swain wash out and are, and are garbage. Isn't it Swan? Swan. So, Andrew, here's, here's my question to you. The Saints had Kevin Williams visit today, who's like yeah. 600 years old. Yeah. Um, and you said on Twitter, I believe, that you think he would be better than uh, Bunkley. Uh, oh, I didn't. I don't know that he'll necessarily be better. I'm I'm just not convinced that Bunkley and Jenkins necessarily beat him out. You know, I think it would be a good competition. So that that's the main thing is I'd love to just see another body in there. He's definitely he's definitely old, but he started for the Seahawks half a season, and I I think he played okay. Um, he's old, but you know, look again. It's it's a guy that's been around the league for a really long time. Another high character guy, so he kind of fits with this new mold of the guys that they're bringing in. And um, you know, I, I don't know what Bunkley has left. I mean, remember he's coming back from a pretty serious injury with the torn yeah. tricep, and Jenkins was real disappointing last year. So uh, he you never know, man. They they could end up signing him, and he could end up starting. And those fat guys, they can go on for a long time. Like, you know, you can you can get – I mean, they got, like, Hollis Thomas and who else? And, uh, I mean, Grady Jackson played in his mid-30s. Yeah, so, I mean, it could happen. Um, I mean, Grady Jackson played in his mid-30s and had had not done cardio for about a decade. <laughs> Has he ever done cardio in his life? I don't think so. I mean, playing football. <laughs> um, I'm going to do uh, – I'm going to ask one more uh, call for questions. But, Andrew, do you have the Twitter questions in front of you? I do. All right, start firing them. All right. Well, we had we had one in particular that was uh, very disturbing, but all right, let's – let's. Uh, They're all disturbing. That should be a good one. But I think I know what uh, you're talking about. One sec. Oh, and by the way, uh, I want to uh, give props to the gear fondler who mocked Dave – uh, for his audio issues and called him the hearless leader. <laughs> uh, that was that was solid. Very well, well played. played. Okay, yeah, he, I think he wins um, the internet for the week. Yeah. So I had to pull. I had to go back to Randy Cottle, who uh, actually got his questions a couple days early, but he <laughs> really wanted leader. it. Yeah, he he's really like, can I ask? Yeah. 
Go All ahead. right, so uh, he wanted he wanted to know um, that this new receiver the Saints got, the undrafted guy, R.J. Harris. His stats from college look awesome. How does the University of New Hampshire program stack up compared to the Hofstra program? <laughs> there is no Hofstra program. There is no Hofstra. <laughs> I'd say pretty damn good. Chip Kelly, man, that's where he started. Like, New Hampshire, like, that's what where. The, the reason, like, New Hampshire is good is because Chip Kelly went there and, like, put in his, like, fast break, super-duper offense and then left, and New Hampshire, like, has kept it, and that's why they dominate on their level. Well, then why didn't he go after R.J. Harris, Ralph? It's a good I think they did a little bit. Okay. I think if you go back to Twitter, like, it was – they were thinking of signing him, but I don't know. Oh, no, it was – um. It was uh, San Diego, I think. I don't, I don't know. The free agency Twitter gets a little crazy. They're like, so-and-so signing there. But anyway, next question. All right. Well, Kevin's not here, but Adam Fasho wants to know, uh, could held suplex Streif, and where is J- Jimmy Hoffa buried? Dave, you can take the first part of that. What was the first part of the, and the could first Kev, Could Kevin suplex Zach Streif? Oh, uh, if, you, if you've seen what his man boobs look like, I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> no. I have I have met Zach Shreif and seen him in person, and he is a mammoth man. I mean, if you if you sit where I sit for Saints games and you can see everybody on the sidelines, I mean, all football players are big, but Zach Shreif looks yeah. bigger than all of them. Uh, so there is no way in hell. Uh, Kevin would be like a fly that Zach Streif would just like swat off of him. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say that the Jimmy Hoffa question, Jimmy Hoffa's not dead. He's on an island with Elvis and Marilyn Monroe. Come on. Everybody knows <laughs> this. Don't you read the internet? Next question. All right. This is more of a statement than a question, but I'm going to read this anyway because I find it amusing. This is from uh, – and I'm mis- probably mispronouncing this last name. It's either Fouquet or Fouquet. Uh, but Robert Fouquet says, I think the punishment for the Patriots should be overinflating balls for however many games they deflated. <laughs> Plus, make a, se- a special exception and force them to do hard knocks. Uh, the idea of, of them doing hard knocks, I'm a big fan of because uh, yeah. you, you know Belichick would despise it. Oh, that see, that's what they should have – see, if they'd have made them do hard knocks, it wouldn't have been the same as what they punishing Sean Payton for a year, obviously. But at least that – you'd have been like, man, that's going to piss off Belichick. At least it would have been something. All right, this next question is for you, Ralph. It's from your boy, Monadula, who, whose Twitter handle you have not been able to pronounce correctly for going on four years now. Yeah, so it's Monadula? Uh, yeah, Monadula. he wants to know. He's getting real personal here. He wants to yeah. know how the family is doing. The family is well. The cat, Minxie, uh, pees everywhere still. Um, I, I've taken to calling her the Tinkle Wagon because uh, she just pees fucking all the time. Uh, the rest of it is is fine. My wife is ecstatic because the Astros are 20 and 12, and that's all she cares about is the Astros winning. So the family's good. All right, this one's uh, I'll give this one to you, Dave. Um, this was from uh, good old Sean Orleans. Ke- Kevin was <laughs> nice enough to leave us a question since he wasn't able to join us. Great. And he asks, will Sean Orleans be able to get out of his OK Cupid date in time to do the podcast? Hopefully uh, not, if you catch my drift. Oh, well, that's not really a question either. Um, 
but uh, I would say from the from the sound of it, his date is going well. Uh, no, he was on the pregame show with us, and he's apparently pushing a car uh, under an overpass or something. Wait, he called in. Like, he called, called in. Called well, like we we called him and he, you know, see if oh. he was gonna do it. But so I don't know if his date's going well. Andrew, by the sound of him on the pregame, what did you think? You think it's going well? I think Kevin's the eternal optimist, so he was still thinking that you know he, he might be able to uh, have things end uh, well, shall we say? But uh, based on everything I could hear uh, about where he was and how it was going, uh, it's only going to end badly. <laughs> All right, he's going to he's going to wish at the end of the night that he had just hopped on the podcast. No, yeah, he will be. All right, next. All right, next we have uh, Adam Fasho um, has has a question. He says, can my one-year-old be commish? I think he could generate these sanctions as easily, and we could use the money. And then he finishes that up with a statement, I'd obviously donate millions to the podcast. I like that. Um, <laughs> I like his one-year-old. You know, as good as Ima- – Imagine the computer that Ralph would have. Oh man, that I'd kind have, of donation. I have a, I have a war room, and would have an intern to pronounce the names right. Uh, would it be more fun to have a toddler spin the wheel of punishment, Andrew, or the owner of the team? Uh, I think, I think the toddler needs to be there to explain the owner of the team <laughs> how how to turn the wheel. <laughs> I love the wheel. For, for added degradation. I love the wheel of punishment idea. It, they could raise money for charity. It would be fantastic. Uh, how much would you love to see like a six or seven year old talk down to Arthur Blank? And you know, Arthur Blank is just, is just sweating because it's like Matt Ryan's going to be suspended. He might be suspended for the whole year, you know, and a toddler's like trying to explain it to him. Oh God, I, I would pay. I take it back, Dave. I would pay a hundred dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is one of the most disturbing questions we've ever gotten on the podcast, and I wish Kevin was here because this is perfect for him. Um, this is from Richard Dean, and his last name is B-E-U, so I don't know how to pronounce that, Boo. Both. Um, but uh, he asks, if I cut open Rob Ryan's stomach <laughs> like, like a Tauntaun on Tatooine, and crawled inside. How long could I survive in negative 20 Celsius weather? Ooh. Well, first of all, I think Celsius is, you know, we're, we're in the U.S., man. you got to do Fahrenheit, and now we got to get the <laughs> conversions and get all confused. It's really cold. Yeah. I, I don't know. Take, Andrew, you want to take that one? I don't know shit about Star Wars. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's kind of like you need animal fur to live in the cold. And I feel like Rob Ryan is big enough and large enough that living inside of his stomach would, would feel pretty warm, nice and cozy. I don't, know if, there, he, I don't he, know if there would be enough room because there might be somebody living inside there already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. know, there'd be you know, you'd have food for weeks. 
Well, you could live. I think you'd have you could live for weeks. I think the problem though is depending on what day what he what he drank the day before. Like if 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 the Saints had like won, let's say, and he went to Miss Mays and got shit faced, that alcohol would absorb into your body and you might get drunk. So that could be an uncomfortable couple of days to start. And, and let's be honest, enough to get Rob Ryan drunk is enough to kill many men. Yeah, that's probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, I would say a good six weeks probably. All right, this one's for you. This one's for you, Ralph, since I know you love the gear fondler so much. Yeah, I do. Uh, this, this is a weird question, but I find it funny, so I'm going to read it. Uh, is it too late to submit a question? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is. <sighs> That's funny. All right, uh, Alfredo wants to know, which of the drafted players is walking into a difficult roster spot fight this year? That's your that's your bag, Andrew. You know the roster up and down. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'd say Swan is probably probably has the toughest road, um, and not that the Saints are good at corner by any means, but they just have so many. Um, you know, I think PJ Williams too. I I just think those guys are going to have to show something because ultimately, I think Stanley Jean-Baptiste is kind of dead man walking right now because you look at all the corners they have. They've really got to spend with uh, Wilson, the other guy they got, the free agent. I mean, they've got about nine guys that you feel like are all on a pretty comparable level. Um, obviously, you got the two starters, but then you got about seven other guys that I, you could see making yeah. the team. Stanley so they're going to have to cut a few. Stanley Jean-Baptiste is going to have to show something. Or they're gonna cut him. Yeah. He's got like he's because you got you got PJ Williams and you got Swan who they traded up for in the draft. So yeah. if those two guys are show more promise than the pirate, I think he's I don't think he's gotta be great in the preseason, Andrew, but he's at least gotta show you flashes of like, oh yeah, that's why they drafted him. Like yeah, I think another – I mean, one of the camp battles I'm most excited about is Jalen Saunders going up against Marcus Murphy because those two are going to be neck and neck, I think, returning kicks. And, you know, Murphy's kind of got this the other side of the coin, which is that you know, he can be the Sproles receiver back type. But the Saints already have Spiller for that. And they have Tim Hightower, who they might want to keep as the fourth back. I mean, he's had some success yeah. in the league, so – um, you know, the Marcus Murphy thing is interesting because he can battle at kick returner and at the fourth running back spot, and he can kind of do a couple things to help the team. So I think that's bad news for Jalen Saunders, um, but there's a couple layers to that one. Yeah, and the interesting the, – the thing about returners is, I mean, the, the best-case scenario, Andrew, as Dave, like, rummages to the trash, I guess, um, is if they, if they both if they both are good – you're not sneaking. You're not putting one of them on the practice squad. Like say, they both return a one returns a kick and one returns a punt for a touchdown. Or whatever, there'll be a team out there that needs a return guy, and we'll be like, hey, we're taking Jalen. The Saints cut Jalen Saunders. We we need him. Get him. Yeah. No, I agree. Jalen Saunders put out some good tape last year too. Yeah. Um, All right. I mean, he, he he was good. All right. Next. Uh, I think that's it. Now we got one more from the Gear Fondler. I see. Oh yeah. No, he just yeah he just sent one in. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I guess he just, uh, saw our tweet and <laughs> responded quickly. That was in real time. Yeah. Um, so he wants to know, got to think of one now, if the Falcons lied to the NFL about crowd noise, how much it, worse would the punishment have been? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a that's, good question. That's pretty much what we discussed. Very apropos. 
it, it would have been worse. It, worse. Yeah, I think I. Because that doesn't like being lied to. I think maybe a second or a third, probably. You know. Do you think you think suspensions were never on the table? Like if Dimitrov and Blank kind of refused to comply. Um, I don't know. I mean, they they yanked McKay off the competition committee, right? Oh, so, that's I mean, right. So I mean, I guess they could have suspended him, but I I just think it's like Dave said, you know, if you if you capitulate to the ginger hammer, he goes easy on you, you know. Except for the Saints, the Saints could have capitulated and he just still nuked them out of the sky. Yeah, well, for, Ray Rice did meet with him personally, and he got two games for hitting yeah. a woman. So. But the, the, no, if the Saints had capitulated, they wouldn't have gotten as harsh punishments as they did. Uh, I don't think so. I think they would have still. I think. He needed to hammer them for the lawsuits and to show that they care about safety. Yeah, but I, I agree, but I don't think Sean Payton would have gotten a year. Probably, yeah, probably. Still, the players may have gotten the same thing. The draft picks may have been the same, but I think if Payton, you know, complies and all that, I, I think Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton probably would have gotten less. Yeah. Well, that'll wrap it up for today. Um, Kevin is on OK Cupid, probably under a. Hood of a car. I don't even know, Dave. What the fuck? Dave is wrapping bodies. <laughs> I'm opening a bag of chips. Yeah. What happened to are, that? Are, Dave, are you like a, a real life Dexter? Like, do you have someone on the table right now that's just been wrapped up in cellophane, and you're just waiting for the podcast to end so you can Maybe. finish the job? Dave, how long did your healthy eating habits last? Um, I still eat pretty healthy. I, I had to eat Wendy's last night. You and, had uh, to eat Wendy's like somebody had a gun to your head. Well, it was like So Dave is telling us he still. So Dave is telling us he still eats healthy, and yet our only examples thus far through the podcast are the a that he ate at Wendy's last night, and b that he's currently eating well, Dave, a bag. Of okay, chips. holy shit! Can you let me finish my goddamn sentence? <laughs> what did you eat at Wendy's? <laughs> I was I went to Wendy's, but it was the first time that I've really had fast food all year. So relax. So what did you have? I had a double half pound <laughs> double. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna you know hey go big my, or go home right? yeah exactly I, you know I mean there's not much difference between did having a single and having a triple. Did you add the ghost pepper fries, Dave? I, I did, you motherfucker. I did. <laughs> I did. They uh, weren't very good. So, were... so is the bag of chips? Should should we take from that that you are off the wagon? No, and the bag of chips is those popcorner things. It's those. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Serious. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting yelled at. All right, wait. She doesn't want me to eat all the food because it's, <laughs> supposed, to be for, it's supposed to be for our son. Right. Um, so, Kevin on OKCupid, Andrew, go to Saints Nation. He's got all these. He's got these great draft reviews of players from uh, the team that, that their college team blog, which is really cool. Dave's got a bunch of cool stuff on Canal Street Chronicles. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week, uh, be well. <laughs>